This is an emergency broadcast from Radio Free Istvan. All Imperial forces, stay away from Istvan 5. The fort flooding in of a massacre on the Black Sands. Horus has revealed his hand and gathered yet more traitorous Primarchs to his side. Ferris Manus is dead. Vulcan and Korax are missing. Stay safe, brothers, and stay away from the Istvan system. The Emperor protects. What's going on, Radio Freest Van listeners, and welcome to episode 93 of the Radio Freest Van podcast, a Horus Heresy 30K podcast. My name is Michael. I got my co-host Derek here. Go and say what's going on, Derek. What's happening? I also got my powerful co-host Scott here. Go and say what's going on, Scott. I'm just here so I won't get fined. <laughs> some uh, some powerful Marshawn Lynch right there. <laughs> he actually, side note, he's got his own show right now on Facebook called Not no, no Scripts or something like that, or like Unscripted or something. Where like it's just a camera crew following him around while him and his oh, friends God. do like rich NFL people stuff, and it's pretty fucking hilarious because uh, <laughs> like they go to like a drift track and the lady's all okay. Do you want to do the simulator first? He goes fuck no man. We drift all the time. <laughs> like, like, we just we just end on a track when we do it. So you know if you want to see Marshawn Lynch, if you want to see Beast Mode doing awesome stuff, go check out Unscripted. Uh, man, dude. So, so you might notice that we're 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 missing powerful Ryan Kimmel right now, and so expect little variances and veering off track quite a bit this episode. <laughs> yeah, he's off. He's off to. sharpening. He's off sharpening his knife, and by that I don't mean masturbating. I mean he's learning how to paint better. So, like as if he fucking needs it though. Like he's pumping out like <laughs> golden demon quality, like. Legionnaires. He just wants to have different tools so he can paint other kinds of things, different kinds of ways to be way better than anything you like, ever see. He's like that ballerina who makes it to the top slot in the Russian ballet, but every night after the show, she's still in the bathroom stall throwing up because she just can't <laughs> stop at this point. That's that's what I think of. What I think of Brian Kibble. <laughs> he's uh, he's actually such a good painter at this point. That like he wants the rest of his household to be good too. Like he's at that level where he's like, I can't be seen with lesser than. So he's got Emily involved too. So now she has to learn how to paint <laughs> yeah, as I've, good as him. I've seen the picture she's been posting up, and damn it, <laughs> I'm falling way behind. We will not be a household of finger painters. <laughs> we will be a household of professional miniature painters. So yeah, Ryan's driving back as we speak right now. Uh, from the CK Studios class that they had. Where was he at? I guess Michigan? No. It's somewhere up there, Yeah, right? somewhere in Michigan. Yeah, I think the, the I, Holt, H-O-L-T, I don't know where the fuck that is in the frozen north, but it's up there somewhere, supposedly. Yeah. Yeah, I saw Chris Bergeron post up that he was there, and I saw like all those Michigan peeps were, were, were down in that area. So I'm sure Ryan will come back and correct us. Yeah. yeah, he'll have more information when he gets. He'll back. have some fucking very mundane and weird and subtle facts about Holt, Michigan. I'm sure. So, <laughs> yeah, I, just, I know, listeners, you're on the edge of your seats. You hang in there until next week. <laughs> Did you know that the least amount of American bear attacks happened in Holt, Michigan? <laughs> One every three decades. <laughs> Happens on back. the same day at the same time. It's weird. We don't know. <laughs> it's, it's, 
<laughs> Every 30 years like clockwork on the old Indian burial ground. <laughs> oh, we, it's like the bear purge. One person has to go. <laughs> we just live our lives like normal. We know they're going to take one. We just try to go about our lives as best we can. <laughs> oh, God bless it. So anyway, guys, so obviously this is a 30K podcast, so we got to talk about some 30K stuff. So this episode, what we have for you is... We're going to go over our hobby progress. We're going to talk about everything we're working on because we all have been working on something. Uh, Then we're going to go into our uh, kind of like a escalation talk. We're going to be talking a little bit about escalation league and different things that we're both working on because we're both in escalation leagues and our start, uh, me and Derek's, the battle on the Eastern fringes (laughs) starts next week. So we're going to talk a little bit about that. Guess who's not ready? Yeah. Derek. (laughs) And then, uh, (laughs) <laughs> and then uh, we're going to go over some of y'all's voicemails and emails that y'all sent in. Uh, there won't be any lists this week because powerful Ryan Kimball isn't here unless Derek wants to do a list, but we'll see. I don't want to propagate my bad and wrong opinion about the internet. Oh, okay. So that's fair enough. So so it will be a shorter episode for you guys. So all you people out there that say that our episodes are too long in the first place, well, congratulations. We're, we got a short one for you. This so. one's for you, fuckos. Enjoy. <laughs> <laughs> so he wants to start on hobby progress. He wants to take this by the haunches. Okay, I'll, I'll fucking. Oh, oh, well, oh. we got a fucking. Well, looks like we got ourselves a Mexican standoff. <laughs> Go ahead, Derek. So, so y'all both right. just start talking. Whoever says it louder <laughs> will come through for our listeners. I don't know. I can win that competition. <laughs> but uh, so. We've got this Escalation League starting up next weekend, and I decided, well, you know what? I've got just about 2,500 points of Space Wolves. Why don't I just start building up something else? Fuck. And some of y'all might have noticed me catching some shit for that. But, uh, yeah, I've got about three squads, like 25 guys of Night Lords put up. It's supposed to be like 500-point games starting off. And so I just have a couple different units to pick from. Because I was originally building towards a a (coughs) drop assault vanguard list. But assault marines don't do too well in Zomortalis compared to not in Zomortalis. So I figured I built up some other aspects to bring to the table just in case. So I've been converting them from the Chaos Space Marine Raptors kit. I think I talked about that. Uh, Just trying to water down the Chaos bits and shave off some of the stuff so it looks more in line with Mark IV. And uh, got my Terminators put together, a squad of those, and trying to convert up some terror squads that I can immediately convert back to regular vets when I'm done playing Zomortalis. Got all that chopped up and put together. I think it looks pretty good. I'll post up some pics here probably next, either today or tomorrow. You know, dude, we have an Instagram account, and uh, I set it up. It's Radio Freest Van on Instagram, and I put one post up. And I have not put anything up since I started it, just because I, huh. like my Instagram account, my old one, the uh, Nightshade Twenty Twenty One, was pretty popping. I used to put a bunch of stuff on there, but I don't know. Like I feel like at this point, everything that we post up is just gonna have to go on both Facebook and the Instagram. When when did the RFI Instagram go up? Oh, probably months ago. Why was I not made aware of this? <laughs> I don't. Nobody knows about it. Except for our followers that have found us on Instagram and saw our one post on there. So I will I will make sure well, that Good that job, gang. Nice. Nice. Good. <laughs> <laughs> so as of this episode, like if uh 
if you if we talk about pictures, I will put it on the fucking Instagram. Like it'll oh, go okay. on the Instagram. See, we got ready for his event, and that's that's the picture. It's just the one posts, one post, which is our <laughs> logo and our phone number, and we have three hundred twenty one followers. So we are that's a, that's a pretty good ratio, I think. We are doing good. Yo, yeah, if I so if I post pics. something to Facebook, you'll just post it on there. Since you're, yeah, I'll steal you're it. literate, good. Okay, all right, awesome. Yeah, I just I'll jack it and pretend like it's it's mine. So. That's fine. Fuck it. Yeah. But uh, also my Space Wolves, I've been meaning to mat some of my shiny ones back down from the gloss for the uh, for the transfers I had slapped on them. But God damn it, the weather has just not wanted me to go outside and spray them with the ultra matte spray I've got. So those have just been kind of backburnered until I can hit them with some aerosols. Hey Scott, when you're applying your transfers and you do the gloss, are you doing the uh, the pledge floor wash? Or are you doing the some special gloss? Um, what I use is I use exactly Vallejo gloss varnish, and it comes in a dropper bottle, like I'm showing you right here. I buy mine from uh, if you guys do you guys have the the hobby chain Hobby Lobby there? We yes, we stuff. do. That's where I got okay. Mine. So okay, so Hobby Lobby carries this stuff. So pick pick you up some bottles of this. I two ninety nine is what the price tag says here, and it's a six like six cents sales tax in in Kentucky. So it comes out to like three dollars and five cents a bottle. Um, you, I have painted like I said thirty over thirty six hundred points of world leaders, and I have not emptied out this bottle yet. So you really only need one for an entire army. I guarantee I'm going to finish all 5,000 points without using all this. Um, so if you're pumping this through an airbrush, buy it and then 50-50 mix it with, I use Vallejo brand um, airbrush thinner, which comes in this bottle or a bigger one. Um, it's part number 71.061. Um, I don't know that they carry this at Hobby Lobby, but if not, you I can find so. it on Amazon dot com or the war store or anywhere like that online they'll uh they'll pop that in the mail for you and get it to you pretty quick so i do a 50 50 mix of that i start with like a toothpick and that's what i use as my gloss coat hit it with an airbrush and boom off to the race as you go yeah <clears throat> i think our local one had the uh airbrush thinner in the same size bottle as the gloss coat so i just bought one of each put them in another container yeah. seal it up shook it up so I got hey, to be fair, I have used that pledge floor, floor wash stuff in the past, though, and I've I've never had I had good results with it. I never had any issues with it, um, but you know, I don't know. I I'm very dogmatic. I got told specifically to use this type, so that's what I use, and it works. And you know, I'm a I'm a simple fucking tool, so I just I just <laughs> stick with what I know. But uh. I would Use definitely say Vallejo that that map. bottle of floor, floor floor polish is significantly more cost effective than this, probably. Oh, absolutely! That's the pledge with F Future Shine. Yeah, uh, for all of you listeners out there trying to figure out what the hell we're talking about, it's like some pledge with Future Shine. I had a whole bottle of it, but I used it to make other things, which shan't be named. And then uh, <laughs> we <laughs> got some shiny ass <laughs> floors now. But uh, that's right. But yeah, it's uh, I I originally learned about that pledge with Future from uh, that Doctor Foss on YouTube, Doctor mm -hmm. Foss Painting Clinic, dude. That dude's rocking out. But 
I was kind of curious now what what y'all are because what y'all do is y'all apply transfers, gloss up, and then map back down, right? Well, I what I do, it, and then the yeah. transfer, and then a gloss, and then mat. Oh. Yep. So, so I, I got the I gloss coat between some gloss coats. Gloss coat it, let it dry. Go ahead, apply your transfers, whatever Microsoft, Microset, all that good stuff. Gloss coat it again after everything's dry, and then I do my oil washes and so on and so forth. So, <clears throat> have you done any oil washes on black? Um, it depends. So I did. Um, I don't know if you've ever seen my Iron Hands Army, but I did that with essentially the exact recipe that. Um, Matt Kane came up with for Forge World. I just found his recipe for that on like Bolter and Chain Sword or somewhere. I just Googled it and found it. Um, I will tell you this like, if you're painting a Raven Guard style black where you're doing a lot of like edge highlights, you know, you're, you're essentially, you know, doing a true black over maybe a black primer or something, like a true dark Raven black, and then a highlighting the edges of something with a couple layers of gray or whatever you're doing. I don't know that I would do an oil wash over that or not. I would maybe, you know, do like a pin wash or something because I feel like if you, if you dull down, like, you know, oil washes go over the whole model and then you just go over it with Q-tip and clean up wherever you fucked up. You know, uh, if you're doing that on something that's that finite and it, it's, it's going to, you know, kind of blend together those edge highlights on a black model. And I don't know if that's, I, I don't know. I've never done this myself. That, that iron hands army was different. Cause I, you dry brush a lot of layers of, uh, of like true metallic rub and buff pewter on it. And then you use a couple of clear coats of different types of colors. Um, if I was doing like a Raven guard army or something like that, I think I would just do pin washes instead, but I don't know. I know that is the exact color scheme Ryan is working on this weekend, so he'd be a good person to ask, I bet. <laughs> well, fuck. <laughs> yeah. I know for a fact he painted a Raven Guard Dreadnought, and it looks like they used some sort of zenithal highlight that involves layers of gray, and I think it looks pretty good. Um, whether they would recommend using oil washes over that or not, I have no clue. Probably not. I'm going to guess because the last, you know, you're, you're doing something to try to create like white reflecting onto a black surface. So anything you do to dull that down is just like, why did I even do it in the first place? You know, I, I would think, I don't know, but <coughs> no, I hear you. trying to figure out cause I got these dark angels and I really don't know what to do beyond just pe placing the normal black color on there. And going to town. Uh, yeah. What what I do, I mean, the, I think the metallic the metallic black looks really good. So I like to take, if, if no one's familiar with this prod, product, it's called Rub and Buff. And what it is, is it's like a wax compound you can use for dry brushing. And that's sold as Hobby Lobby as well. And they sell a lot of different sheens of it, like from old brass to pewter to whatever the fuck you want to use. Um. AK Interactive makes a a true metal wax compound, which I think is essentially the same thing. You know, it's like a a mirror product. Um, I like to like spray paint a model black, hit it with a very light dry brush around the edges, 
of that metallic wax compound, whatever I'm using, and then hit it with like um an like a if you're familiar with secret weapon miniatures, they have a they have a wash called secret weapon armor wash. Hit it with that, and that gives it a really good look. Gives it a very oily look, like it's oily black armor, and you can see the edges of the armor where it would naturally wear anyway. And it'll it'll take it'll that that wash will catch that metallic that you brought out with that dry brush and make it look kind of old and sort of, you know, grody like it would look in the field when they're actually using, you know, using their armor to fucking bust through walls and down doors and all that good stuff. So <laughs> I think that's a really good look as well. <laughs> Fuck yeah, dude. I will have to find that. That is not that's an oil wash try. though. That is a, that's an acrylic wash. Um, all that means for as far as like logistics wise, you don't have to apply gloss coat before you fucking spray it on there. Just spray, just fucking prime it black, dry brush it with that rubbing buff or you know AK Interactive True Metal, whatever you're you prefer. You know, very lightly around the edges, and then spray that shit on there with an airbrush, and bam, let it dry, and get get in there down and dirty with your brushwork, and there you go. <laughs> well. Nice. So where were we? What were we talking about on your part, Derek? Uh, I just <laughs> finished up my hobby progress, I think. Oh, okay. I mean, if I had anything else, I forgot. And <laughs> if I forgot, it couldn't have been that important. <laughs> there you <Perfect>. have it. <laughs> so what about you, Scott, man? What you been working on? Hey, so I posted up some pictures of my Xiphon and Contemptor and my, uh, my Mark V tactical support fellas to our facebook page thanks for everybody for coming along and liking that and offering good feedback and support i appreciate it i'm a man with a very fragile ego so uh i fucking <laughs> always appreciate a good ego stroking um whether it's deserved or not i would assume that's debatable but but uh i appreciate all the support nonetheless it's, it's been a fun army to paint so far so i think the world leaders are uh coming along pretty well i got a little over 3600 points done i have 30 assault marines and angron to go and i'm going to do a uh, a custom praetor so like um i've horse talks about this a lot like they have their their australian event series where they don't use any name characters at all so i wanted a praetor that i could like name myself and you know have sort of a story and a lineage to follow if uh if I get sort of wrapped up in a campaign, which I which I am currently, so um, my Praetor's idea is I'm going to take a, you know, the little bundle kit you get with the Master of Signal and the Legion Champion and one blister. I'm going to buy one of okay. those, use that Legion Champion model, and then I'm going to take I'm going to buy a box of Rampagers, put a Rampager head in the Meteor Hammer, the fucking it's like a mace on a chain. He's got, and I'm going to use that thing as my Paragon Blade. And then I found a like a bionic power fist out of one of the Solar Ox kits that I didn't use when I was building my Solar Ox army. And I'm going to make that like a fist that's holding part of this chain thing. And then I'm going to buy Loken and use his fucking cape on this dude. So there's going to be a lot of money and time and ass pain invested in converting this up. But at the end of the day, he's going to be like a or Praetor with Power Fist, Paragon Blade, and look all epic standing up on a rock with a big-ass cape and a fucking 
crazy looking world eater face. So that's my plan. I will use him uh, hopefully going forward in any kind of campaigns we have where there's like no name characters, whatever. He'll be my, he'll be my fucking OG. But uh, other than that, as far as hobby progress goes, our, I'm reading. Uh, I got Ferris Manus the Primarch book in, and I'm I'm about oh 50, 60 pages in into that right now. And this was something I wanted to ask you guys. How do you feel? So. Everyone here has a has a favorite character or characters in the Horus Heresy novels, I'm sure, right? Yeah, yeah. So how do you feel when you have an author who writes about a character that you really enjoy and they, they're fucking super badass and it's exactly how you imagined it, and then another author comes in behind <laughs> that author, takes that character, writes about it, and it's nothing like you fucking imagined in the first place. Does how does that how does that like fucking stir your gravy? <laughs> it hurts. It hurts, man. Yeah, it makes me uh, fucking rustles my goddamn jimmies, okay? I hate that <laughs> shit. Continuity between characters is fucking key, man. All right. It's not like fucking Luke Skywalker was one guy in A New Hope and then fucking Empire Strikes Back. He's got a goddamn mohawk and a nose streak. Like, what in the fuck is going on, man? I hate that shit. So, what I'm referring to um, specifically, so I finished Perabo's, uh, like, little backstory whatever you want to call it and originally i found out about Perabo and like his backstory in graham mcneil's angel exterminatus he writes about that character in a very specific way that like Perabo is a, at least 50 percent of that story as far as character development goes like he's a huge chunk of it and it talks very much so like of his views of the galaxy from a first world perspective, you get a real sense of the character. And then in his fucking backstory, the book dedicated to him, he's like a, a like a socially awkward Asperger's version of Perturaba. <laughs> and I'm like, what in the fuck, man? And are you reading? Like, are you reading these as well? Or are you audio? Well. I'm I'm reading them. I'm physically reading these books because you have to. The Primark series, like if you want to get them in a timely manner, because they only sell the physical copies and the very expensive book jackets and all that. So well, I Jonathan mentioned this. Kimble narrates Perturabo. Like they got the audiobook version out now. Oh, good to and know like, now. I'm good. I don't want to <laughs> fucking even listen to it because it, it'll just make me more upset than I already am. I just. Okay, continue on with the rant. I'll, I'll, I'll come right. back. So, so anyway, I'm about 50 pages into Ferris's, Ferris Manis's story that's just like this, and it's the same fucking thing, man. It is the same thing. Like, if you've read Feet of Iron or anything full-grown, anything that has Ferris in it, and you think you have a sense of how that character acts and thinks and talks and, like, you know... It it totally I feel like goes in an opposite direction and not in a good way, not in like a ooh I'm enlightened way, like a I found out something about a relative I didn't want to know, like <laughs> what they were doing for buddy on the weekends kind of way, like 
Why is that? Why is my aunt got to do that to pay her rent? Whatever, man. It's not. It's it's that kind of thing, and um, I don't know. That's just something I was I was kind of like pouring over this past week. Was what is up with the continuity? You know, between character. I understand character progression. Like I fucking get it. I mean, I'm in college, or I twenty. I'm not a fucking author, obviously, but I understand the the importance of character progression and people growing as the story goes on. But it's like one book, one guy speaking one language in the next book, he's speaking something totally fucking different and acting totally different and interacts people with totally different. So does that fucking bother you guys as much as me or am I just out of my mind? I mean, I guess it depends on like the extent of it. Like, I can understand a little bit of like him acting a little differently based on uh, like who the narrator is, like who's directly interacting with this character. But if it's from the perspective of like you said, uh, Ful- uh, not Fulgrim, uh, Ferris Manus, and he's just acting wildly different between books, that's that's kind of rough. I don't know how to yeah how or Perturabo between Angel Exterminatus and his own backstory, which. I get it. There's like timeline issues and all that, and blah 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 blah. But it is really egregious, man. I think, in my fucking unqualified, unexpert, most certainly not warranted opinion, it, it dude, <laughs> it sticks out like a fucking sore dick, man. It is terrible. But, well, I mean, even between uh between a thousand suns and Prospero Burns. Like, Lehman Russ is pretty different. Like, I want to say in Prospero Burns, like, half of the things he does is described as making a wet leopard growl. Yeah, like, why is he doing that? Like, what is that? <laughs> very specific noise for you to repeat at me every other paragraph. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe this is a stupid thing to complain about because I I get it, like, the logistics. You know, authors have to write about certain characters, and they have, like, this big-ass storyline that they have to they have to push, and they're trying to, like, coordinate it and all. But I don't know. It's I'm a fucking, obviously, a huge nerd, and that's what serves as my inspiration to pursue this hobby. And... That was like one of those very minor plot details that sticks in my ass for some reason. I was like, <laughs> why is he acting so fucking stupid and like, oh, oh my God, what is wrong with you? But yeah, if it's going to be that different, it would, I think they should definitely try to at least bridge the gap. Like, like you see a little bit of a transition that kind of explains, like, if there's something happened where now he's... Yeah, did he fall down the up. stairs or something, get hit in the head? I don't know. <laughs> Pick up a drug habit there's not one to write about? Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> that fucking sucks. Well, I'm sorry you're having to go through that, Scott. That kind of blows... Sorry. A, I'm pushing through lot. it, man. I mean, it's a pretty huge fucking problem in today's world, I know. <laughs> Fuck it. <laughs> God I mean, that's damn, not a cheap book. Gotta be be the brave one to push through it. <laughs> <laughs> that's me. No, I I like uh like <sighs> out of all the books. Okay, so like I'm kind of like because I do like pretty much nothing but audiobooks. and so when I'm listening to audiobooks, I got Jonathan Keeble. Like he's pretty much like the standard, like as far as narrators go. And so yeah. he kind of remembers like what his voices were supposed to sound like. And so 
He tries, like, he's read off all these different characters, so, like, he knows, like, meh, Perturabo shouldn't sound too dopey right here, so let me go ahead and just make him not sound dumb. How can I spin this line so it sounds not super wimpy? Yeah, exactly. Or, like, or he makes just Lehman like Russ, a lizard like, brain, like, Perturabo want to make building, Perturabo not want to fight for. Like, <laughs> Perturabo oh, make God. love, not make peace, not war. <laughs> like, full, like, full Grundy. friend. <laughs> <laughs> Some pretty heavy licenses is taken, but uh, if it works, it works. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, is that all your hobby progress? You're slightly That's disappointed me, not book reading? World Eaters <laughs> reading. Because debating that in my own fucking head, I suppose. It's just life getting it's shittier. It's all because... of your problem now. Fucking it's all of your problem now. <laughs> uh, so my hobby progress on my side of the wall. Uh, been working on my Dark Angels for the Escalation League. Uh, actually, I've been been doing quite a bit of stuff hobby related this whole week has been like pretty heavy hobby related wise um so i I think last week i had mentioned that i was working on my dark angels i built up my vet squad i built up my delegatus and then i was working on an eight man well it was a five man originally a five man heavy bolter heavy support squad to run around in some mortalis and then uh then I got to thinking about it and thought about like, although it would be a cool model, it just wouldn't really work out too well. And I was like, well, maybe if I made it 10 models, it would be more fun. And then it was like, well, then I got to switch to, I can do eight of them if I switch to a tactical squad. And then I got to like, you know, it was just all this like points rearranging and everything like that. And, um, you know, like a green plastic visor and like a fucking adding machine calculating <laughs> points. Pretty much, dude. It was like as much math hammer as I was doing. Like when me and Derek went to go get tacos on Friday, we were like math hammering in the cars. Like how many, like because they're going to be snap shooting most of the time because they'll be running around Zomortalis. It was like how many people can 10 heavy bolter Marines actually kill? And it was like, like we, we kind of factored in and be like two if they snap fired everything. It was just crazy. Just an insane amount of shots to be wasted. Uh, so then it was like, oh, uh, maybe if I can get a librarian in there, and it just wasn't. It just wasn't feasible points wise. Um, so Friday night, I was busy painting up my guns red. Like I'm moving all my guns over to red instead of just the black bolters that they are. And I decided I was like, you know what? Let me go and throw a box dread in my list because uh, the restrictions on our escalation league is you can't have any vehicle walker or otherwise for the first set over AV 12. So it's gotta be a box dread or Sentinel. I guess, I guess I didn't even think about Sentinels running around. Yeah. So anyway, so I was like, you know what? I was like, let me look at, let me look into box dreads. Let me look into what I can do as far as that goes. And, uh, yeah, man, I worked it in point. So I'm taking a delicatus, uh, six-man vet squad with the suspensor web heavy bolter they have the sergeant has a combi grenade launcher with his uh uh stasis shells which he actually has the red scorpions grenade launcher i had him fixed up before he was uh before pop goes the monkey made all those cool ones and so i got those in that i need to 
attached to the back. Like I got to, uh, we'll talk about that in a minute actually. Um, and then I was like, you know what? I was like, I'll pick up this venerable dreadnought kit from, uh, from games workshop. You ever, you've seen that one, the venerable dreadnought kit, the one that like can basically become Mark four, but it's not Mark four. Yeah. It's yeah. like a Mark five hybrid. Like, Honestly, we need to find, like, this is something that needs to happen, man. We need to figure out some way to get this kit converted over to a Mark IV kit. Like, we need to get the little the little three-toed. Like a proper Mark IV kit? Yeah, because it, it's it's there, man. All, after assembling this thing, like, I made the Mark V box dread. Like, this is this is him. This is uh, uh, Sir Sir Snoop Dogg. He's a nice. little Sir, Sir, Sir Brother Snoop. Sno- brother, brother Snoop Dogg. And uh, you know he's he, he's gonna he's gonna be he's gonna have a good time. He's gonna light it up. So I worked him into the list. He's got a plasma cannon, plasma blaster, and two hundred killer missiles. And I was like, this is a shitty ass fucking like asshole thing to bring into a Zone Mortalis only Escalation League. But we'll, we'll be gentle with him. Ah, but, fuck him. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, Custodes. Sploosh. <laughs> you just got dunked on by a box dread. <laughs> so. But anyway, like looking at this kit, man, like you can tell that the actual like close combat arm itself, like that is the original, like that is the close combat arm look that came with the Mark IV, Mark IV dreads from Forge World. And then the front hatch actually was like a Mark IV. The only thing that like separates it is the feet. So we just need some Mark IV feet to put on this bad boy. And I think we'll be in business. Maybe Mark Four feet, and then maybe a little fatter head to go inside the, or maybe some upgraded heads to go in if there. Only we it. knew a three D printer or two that would, you know, <laughs> a three D modeler of some sort. Well, actually, those helmets are the ones I was using on the like Contemptor conversions, where you just cut out the uh, the plastic head and the Cal Contemptor, and throw that in there. They look a lot smaller, but I did, uh, your dreadnought does look good, so that's what I use. So I don't know, like if we had, to, if we could like make some Mark Three helmets that would go in there, I think we'd be in business. Yeah, that wouldn't be hard. And then if we took off like all, like some of their little armor plates on there have writing, like it says like Badab and stuff like that. So it's not really like. Well, it comes with the plates to cover them. Yeah, that's what I did. Yeah, those are covering I see them. That. So I don't know. I went classic box dread because I wanted to paint up all those uh, little tabard. I don't know, like cloth things that go in the front of it i wanted to paint them up because i thought it looked cool like like scrolls yeah scrolls or whatever so banners yeah so i got that guy running around he's fully painted now uh bases base wise uh he won't be based just because i have those badass bases we talked about last week as well was we have those i have those badass bases of uh dead marines coming in did we talk about this no i talked about this on the webcast so remember how i made custom bases scott like for uh my marines i made bases of like dead marines yes yeah well i found a russian base maker on ebay that makes like the most legit space marine dead marine bases that you like forge world quality like dead marine bases he makes 32 millimeter he makes 60 millimeter and then he makes like a titan base that has a dead contemptor on it and they look intense dude like they look incredible and so like now it's like well that shit's all over my bases that i thought were cool so <laughs> <Start> breaking <laughs> them off 
<laughs> yeah, pretty much. It's like y'all are all glued, getting glued onto 32 millimeter bases, just <laughs> blanky blanks until those come in. So really, really looking forward to that because yeah, I wish I, you know what? Hold on. Let me see. Is, I, I'm telling you it's this Russian recaster. Or, I he's say, not a recaster. He's just a caster. I want to say you had a picture up of the dead contemptor base when you booted up before we started recording. Yeah, that was it. And that was him? Yeah, that's it. The guy's name on eBay is hold on. Plug incoming. Yeah, hold on. We'll find out. I'm gonna get your get your pencils ready, boys. Hold hold. Hold. His name is Goob. It's G Gub Kebab Two. So G U B K A Bob Two. So follow him on fa follow him on eBay. And let me see. Yeah, he just put up more bases. Oh my god, he put way cooler ones up now. Damn it. Oh man, it's a look look he's got a 120 by 90 now with a dead contemptor on it. Oh yeah, like a night base. Yeah, dude. oh my goodness. It's got a dead marine laying face down on it too. Oh my goodness. Oh yeah. Yeah, it's a Mark 5 marine dead on there. And they're cheap, dude. They're cheap. They're so cheap. That's hot. Look at this. These are 40 millimeter round bases and they've got dead Marines in it, dead guns on the ground. Like it just, all of it looks like the most like ridiculous battlefield terrain you've ever seen. That's pretty legit. I'm not gonna lie. It's got like pipes on the ground. It's got like, oh my goodness. And he just updated these. Like I bought his 50, 32 millimeter set and I like, and then it like, it didn't re up. Like it didn't like. He does them in sets of 50? Yeah, it's fifty bases. Oh, that's badass. Fifty bases for fifty bucks. What? What? Yeah, so it's a dollar a base. Holy shit! Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. So Gub Kebab too, and his bases are like, yeah. Oh my god, that that ain't nothing. He's got so like he gets vertical on some of these. Yeah, man, all of his stuff is legit. So anyway, I don't know how I found it. I don't know how like it all rolled in together, but yeah. So I'll be rebasing everybody I got. Um. <laughs> so besides that besides my dark angels man i'm extremely proud of them uh i ended up getting signed up for that san antonio ck studio course so i'm pretty excited to go work on that that's the same course ryan just took to yesterday and today i believe where we just painted dreadnought are you yeah. going are you going to the one san antonio uh i don't know if i'll be able to because i've got that's the weekend before adepticon and my time off is kind of tight that's not the weekend before adepticon that sounds a lot like an excuse, my man. I don't know. It's uh, it's in April. I believe it's like April 10th or so, April 14th. It's a month after Adepticon. Hey, I'll tell you about this course. Of the two Kimmels that went there and took that course, Emily's Dreadnought looked better than Ryan's. I'm just going to oh, lay yeah, it down. I'm just going <laughs> to fucking throw it out there. Pick it up, leave it, do what you want with it. But <laughs> That's the curse of the black, man. Like, so when, when I feel was, like she might have been painting his shit all along, and when's it it's just now becoming apparent. I it maybe that March. was it. I thought it was April 18th. <laughs> oh, maybe it is. Oh, I'm sorry, what's up? Nothing. Wait, hold on, I'm hold on. Just talking hold shit. On. Well, Der Derek's like confusing me right now with when Adepticon uh, is. Okay, when in doubt, assume that I'm just wrong. The twenty third, Adepticon? Adepticon. Yeah, twenty oh. third to twenty seventh. That's right. Okay. Okay. Good. Good, dude. Because I asked off and I got approved off, and you're scaring <laughs> me right now, telling me it's in April. Don't fucking trust <laughs> him. I'm, okay. 
for real though i'm glad we had this discussion because i was wrong as shit i searched adepticon 2018 and it pulls up the dates for adepticon 2013 hey, of the three of three people here michael you need some fucking intel you ask the closer of the group don't fucking ask <laughs> old mr goddamn hobby adhd over there <laughs> well okay he didn't ask me i just brought that up because i thought I'm just making sure I'm not willfully wrong. provided false information, Derek. I see, and that's why I don't do lists on the show. <laughs> so yeah, so Depticon is in uh, four weeks at this point. So just uh, you do not have two months to get ready. Okay, then that's also good to know. <laughs> Man, you're scaring the shit out of me. So yeah, so I signed up for the CK Studio course. What were you gonna say about it, Scott? Like he just completely threw threw my world off because i thought ryan's wife was... paints better than him that's what i'm saying and she might have been the one painting shit all along i don't know i don't know <laughs> i'm just saying it's my alex jones theory i might have the fucking documents right here proving it that's all i'm saying that's all <laughs> the jig is up i may or may not have put money into a private may investigator may not have fucking documents and mr kimmel may or may not have something to answer for it's all i'm saying <laughs> <laughs> may have put a secret camera on Pete and he <laughs> he's been a <laughs> so so yeah man I'm super looking forward to that class that class I'll be painting Imperial Fist though uh, just the curse of the black dude like um, black never like I, you can never like compare like a really nice looking black army to a really nice like in the exact case that you're working with right now purple army <laughs> like Kimmel like the Kimmel uh Household, you have the the Emperor's Children Contemptor versus yep. the Raven Guard Contemptor. Obviously, the 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 Emperor's Children Contemptor is going to look better every time. So, uh, in this case, like I'm going to try and figure out how to nicely, solidly paint some yellow. Even though black, I feel like I'm probably sense. driving a wedge in their marriage by by choosing a side <laughs> on this. But I have to do what I have to do, man. I can't live a lie. So, <laughs> well. If it's if our listeners are any like <laughs> <laughs> like any help to you, I'm pretty sure she has a shirt on the way that says Emily CK Studio Contemptor looked better than Ryan's. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Shane, <laughs> dinner bell, fucking ring it. <laughs> Let's go. So, so yeah, so I'm doing Imperial Fist, and the reason why I'm doing Imperial Fist is uh, because my my wall event, dude. Like, yeah. Yeah. I'm super, super excited about my wall event. I've been talking about it, and I've been... Uh, I, I Actually, I was on the uh, the Forgotten Legion webcast this past Wednesday, and I was talking about like the different wall events that we're going to... Like, the wall event we're happening at... That's how we're having at Heresy Camp that I'm running. And I sneakily... like was like, what would you guys bring? And as they were talking, I got to like rewrite the rules for my event to uh to accommodate them so so like just for all of our listeners out there let me explain how this is going to work because i don't think we've ever talked about the wall event uh so this is going to be a six by four table right short ways hot dog style i'm gonna have a six foot wall down the section the wall is going to be broken up into three sections all right on top of this wall i'm going to have five thousand points of imperial fist staring at you in front of the wall, there's going to be minefields. There's going to be anti-aircraft. There's going to be dragon's teeth. It's going to be everything. Uh, while you come to Heresy Camp, you walk up. You bring your thousand points of whatever you want. Uh, it could be you know a thousand points of anything, and 
you fight it against the wall. Whatever damage you do to the wall, whoever you kill on the wall, they stay down. Like they not get to regenerate or anything for the next turn. Uh, and you move on. You get your ass kicked like a gentleman and you move on. That's how it works. All right. Then the next person comes, they take their thousand points. They fight against the wall. We find out what happens to them. And then, you know, they die probably. And I'm thinking we're probably going to get through like 20 players before, before, you know, some real significant damage gets done to the wall. And like, it's, you got it. You got to destroy the wall. And I mean, there's, there's, as we were talking about how like Josh and Jake Bussey from Covenant of Fire, how they would fight it and how they would take it out. I'm just sitting there adding things on to my my like <laughs> my made up bullshit rules on like what I can do to fucking make this event harder for them. And so, <laughs> so keep an eye on him during the actual event. Make sure he doesn't have a notepad around. <laughs> exactly, guys. Well, what's crazy? Okay, so here's the thing. So like. So the wall, like, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to like, all of our listeners are going to have the one up because they know that they need to work together in order to make this happen. Cause if you're just like one of the, like one of the first persons that just decides to just fly their Avengers on like six Avengers and just go blow up the wall. If nobody took care of the AA guns, you're fucked. Like you're just getting intercepted. You're dying. That's it. Like game over. Like, yeah, you got to do something. You helped somehow by dying in front of everybody showing them a lesson, but <laughs> Everybody has to work together, and you got to like kill this entire map in like stages. So, something to think about because I just do it the Iron Warriors way, man. 150 veterans with 150 melt bombs. Some of them are going to make it eventually and (laughs) bring that fucker down. I will tell you this, right? So, there's a way (laughs) that a thousand points can take out the wall. Just. A fr- the fresh wall too Ryan came up to me like Ryan being the calculating <laughs> like genius he is he Weaponized, glanced over the watches. rules you posted yep. up so like hey you know this can get taken out immediately by this right like Ryan comes up to me and he's like hey man on these rules how are you going to do this and I'm like I'm going to do it like this he goes how are you going to do this I'm going to do it like this I could take down your wall in one turn because <laughs> I can take whatever I want right and I'm like yeah of course He's like, yeah, I could take out your wall in one turn. And he shows me what he would take, and he shows me how he would do it. And I'm like, well, fuck. <laughs> like, this is this is the exact list that would, like, Ryan would go in, like, spit on his hand, like, <laughs> just rub his hands together and go, all right, <laughs> get ready. So it's out there, boys. You just got to find the answer. Like, there's an answer to to handle it. Yeah, so the idea is everybody who participates gets, like, a patch. So it's like, I helped. Yes, everybody gets a patch. I think you should have, like, a Marine with, like, a hammer and chisel on it. Yeah, but, for sure. Absolutely. But, yeah, so I guess if somebody shows up that list and just knocks it down immediately, they have a rare fucking patch. <laughs> I, if, yeah, exactly. So it really, like, I, I, I would love to see the Iron Warriors way where it's just, like, 150 Iron Warriors running through clearing all the minefields and everything like that yep. <laughs> just there it is <laughs> that would be fantastic it just pushing some could... plebeians in front of them to like walk on those mines uh, fucking set those off well that that was the first thing we talked about like that was the because you have the tank traps which won't let any tanks onto the board nothing can come on the board as long as those tank traps are in place so you have to have somebody who's willing just to take inventory to destroy the tank traps and they're weak as shit so it's not like a big deal and then you have all these minefields which are just stacked up that you have to clear out. And Josh already was like, I don't care what day it is, uh, for second turn, I will run 
my fucking militia in there and I will clear out those minefields for you. No problem. <laughs> like, cause once they blow up, they're gone. Like they're, that's it. They're, they're used, they're used and they're, they're done and they'll never regenerate. So he's willing to just spread out as far as he can and just move, march his men forward to clear out these mines for people. So what a team player. Yeah. But he, you know, I mean, there's only, he only gets one round, so he better do good. So anyway, that's going to be the wall. Powerful, powerful, Fabricator General John is actually going to be working on the wall. Found out today. That's exciting news. Yeah. Nice. Nice. So, but I got to learn how to paint Imperial Fist before September. Well, actually, way before September because 5,000 points of Imperial Fist doesn't paint itself. Yeah, you're going to want to give yourself some breathing room on that. So, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so you, I got 5,000 uh, points that well, I mean, happen quick. <laughs> I just add some of my Imperial Fist to that. <laughs> oh, you're starting Imperial Fist now. Yeah, I'm just going to start everything. Oh, Jesus. Jesus Christ. <laughs> How dare you? Every new episode of the podcast. Hey, well, what's Derek starting now? Absolutely. No, I, More I like what is Derek not finishing. Now that I know but... I don't have that extra month for Adepticon. <laughs> Man, dude. So you kind of spread yourself thin because not only are you catching up to getting ready for the Escalation League, but now you're also going to have to get ready to get ready for Adepticon. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm pretty much there. I just need to do some, like, weathering on my drop pods and finish up my decals. Mm. And then I think some, some basing now that I'm getting that done. But I'm anticipating getting these Night Lords done by the end of the week, which is going to be a push, but I think I can do it. Well, that's when they have to be done. Yeah. <laughs> so, like... <laughs> Uh, of course, that's uh, the, our first kickoff date is March 3rd, which is next Saturday. Yeah, so I've got motivation. Oh, okay, cool. I'll make it happen one way or another. They might look like shit. They're probably going to look like shit, but. <laughs> so I guess that's it for hobby progress. I mean, that we talked about uh, my Dark Angels, your Night Lords, Scott's Escalation. I guess... a quick book review. Oh, my Escalation. Did we talk about my yeah. Escalation? Yeah, I guess we did. Right, your okay. hobby progress. Gotcha. I guess let's talk about your Escalation League and how that's running. How's everything? It's going well, man. So this league is starts out at 500 points, like a lot of Escalation leagues does, and every two weeks it goes up a 250 point increment. We're at 1250 points now, and um, at this points level, I think I'm the only one that's logged games out of. I think we have probably 20, 15 people competing between 10 and 15, and. I think I'm the only one that has logged games with a buddy of mine, Nick, at 1,250 points. And I have a win and a loss. So we're dead even right now. There's one loyalist victory, one traitor victory. So um, it's going really well. What Essentially, I, I think I described our format on a, on a past episode back in the day. I don't remember which. But... You make a 4,000-point campaign master list, and you choose units from that master list to help you meet whatever the points requirement is for wherever we're at. So those units you pick from the master list are exactly as is, armed that way, no more, no less, whatever. You just pick units from that 4,000-point list to help you fulfill the points requirements for whatever level we're at. And you play those games. It's been a lot of fun, man. This is the first... uh, escalation campaign i've been a part of in probably 15 years something like that so a pretty long time um i'm really enjoying it it's it's cool to be painting stuff and getting excited about new units and 
shit like that with guys that are doing the same thing at the same exact time as you. So that's pretty, it's pretty awesome. <laughs> Hell yeah. That's dope, dude. When y'all started out, was there any like special rules that were laid out for, cause like I, I, there's been a ton of people that have been talking about getting escalation leagues going and things like that. And I know that, you know, we have our own escalation league, but Chris is kind of running that. And when we like for this first yeah. kickoff for the 500 points, it's going to be, uh, limited to no jet bikes. Uh, and yeah. Nothing over toughness five, I think. Nothing over toughness five. Uh, nothing over armor value 12. And that's going to be for the first 500. And then nothing yeah. more than three wounds. Uh, yeah, I think that's about it. Yeah, and it's all yep. like zone mortalis for the first round and tactical strike. You can choose zone mortalis or tactical strike on how you play. So same exact thing for us. Each Each point increment. You know, we're, we just hit over a thousand points very recently within the last month. And that has removed the majority of the limitations on the force organization chart. So anything in between 500 and a thousand points. So those two point increment increases, you know, that was basically interior style games with their own stipulations of what you could take, what you couldn't take, how things were allowed to arrive from reserve, were you allowed to have deep striking units, were you not, things like that. So uh, that's, you know, that's kind of the way to keep things balanced and sort of kind of help guide people towards what they should be taking at those lower points games so it's not super lopsided. <laughs> And are you locked into your list for your league, or is it just kind of like... We had a grace period for about a month to make any changes you wanted to after you got those initial games in. We had 500 points and 750 points. But after that, whatever edits you make to your master list, that master list that you choose your units from, that's set for the rest of the time. So <laughs> What? So, like, if you move... Like, when you move to 2,000, you got to keep that original 500 in your 2,000, or no? No, no, that's not what I mean. Oh, okay. I mean, like, um, uh, he's got a five, a four thousand point list, and he picks units from that list to make his, you know, five hundred point list. Yep. Oh, okay. So okay. you you edit that four thousand point list, you know, within the first month to be exactly what you want, and those are the units available to you to pick from to for to play with at whatever points level you're going to. So you could pick twelve hundred fifty points out of that four thousand to play with it, the 1250 point level and you know, so on and so forth. That's crazy. So yeah, ours definitely doesn't work like that, but that's cause like, like initially I'm using this escalation league to get my Raven wing off the ground that I've had for fucking ever. And, uh, yeah, dude, I look at boxy right now. I look at my little boxy dreadnought, uh, Snoop brother, Snoop. And I, like <laughs> I look and he looks so sad and I know it's like, dude, like you're going to get used for like, four games and then you're going to go into a cabinet and I'm never going to see you again, brother Snoop <laughs> away with so, you. Snoop. <laughs> you've grown some longer legs, Snoop, but until you do that, you're useless to me. Yeah. Well, this is a good way of if, if anyone's out there and listening and thinking about doing this, this is a good way of making sure if, if the goal of your escalation league is to help guys build actual armies to a specific points level, this way they have a very clear picture in their mind of these are the 4,000 points I have to focus on. I'll chip away at this and paint at this. And then when it's, you know, I have a very specific goal as opposed to just painting, you know, 
oh, paying fifteen hundred points worth of stuff, then add two hundred fifty to it. You you have an exact picture in your head from the beginning of what you need to buy and paint and all that good stuff. And that that's kind of why I like it at least. <laughs> and uh, as far as getting games in, like, are you penalized for not getting games in or? No. So the goal is to get three games in every round. Um, everyone I, that that's in our, like I said, we don't have a huge number of players. We have 10 to 15 players. But uh, everyone seems to make the effort to, to get their games in. I know I try, certainly. You know, I live kind of far away from the rest of the group. I live two hours south of Ryan and then uh, two hours north of the guys in central Kentucky. So, um it's kind of like either way for me, I'm sort of fucked. The closest people to me are an hour away and 30 minutes away. So I try to get games in with those individuals as much as I can. Three games is the goal and those count towards the win loss for the traders and so on and so forth. Gotcha. Okay. So it's just like, it's, you're not assigned games or anything like that. It's just like fight a trader or fight a loyalist and yep. Just tell us the results. Grab some, exactly. some dice. That's right. Yeah, that's way cool. Sucks. I like that. I always oh. hated assigned games. Like it, like somebody would like, you play this person, and it's like, okay, yeah, well, their it, work schedule is like garbage. Yeah. Exactly. If they have some crazy shit going on or whatever, and you just can't make it work, and you know, it's this, it's just like, hey, find somebody on the trader team or find someone on the loyalist team and play them. And you can play the same person for all three of those games if you want like if that's the only person you you can physically get to to play in that two week time span that's fine but uh, that also makes it a lot easier to make sure you actually get your games in um, I think it you know so far it's not been a huge deal I've enjoyed it I mean it's given me something to look forward to certainly so just find the weakest gazelle and just keep playing. <laughs> like, <laughs> That's right. I'm pretty sure I'm fucking that up because I'm getting beat an awful lot, and so is the rest of my team. But hey, <laughs> people, people know, like people know that you're like the weak gazelle. <laughs> they're like, hey, Scott, oh, man, game <laughs> yeah, they're fucking hounding me down, dude. I'm telling you, world eaters without like my whole army is built to, on the anvilist thing, and you know having transports that'll get you well you can't buy a whole lot of those at 1250 points as it turns out and world leaders on foot are just as easy to kill as anything on foot so it's not hard you know it it's so funny like as much as we get listed and like as soon as you see that these guys are not in transports or anything like that like do you who was the who are the os guys the australia 30k guys that do the do the bat reps Andrew Hollis or no um oh uh, Ty I don't know Ty. If, are you talking about WW40K yeah yes yeah absolutely I don't know the Whenever fucking I... Australian Teddy Roosevelt Ty man that dude's fucking crazy <laughs> Whenever I was first getting into 30k I would watch his bat reps to like get me going and you'd see his stuff and like that dude ran mobs and mobs of world eaters and like I'm just like how is the Australian meta not like ruined that army yet like how is that still a thing and man he's still still rocking he puts him in land raiders now but jesus man right. those mobs of like world eaters you're like how is one whirlwind not like sitting there with like the weirdest hard on ever like 
<laughs> one quad mortar squad. Oh, yeah, like, oh, yeah. thank God. You don't have those land raiders, those those dread claws. You're in, you're in fucking no man's land for a pretty long time. <laughs> Not so a good you're strategy. Just, you're just running, getting gunched up, or what? <laughs> just fucking keeping the fingers crossed, and you know, hoping hoping that artificer armor armor save doesn't wear out anytime soon on that that sergeant up front. <laughs> Fuck, dude. Just tearing ass. Shit's exploding behind It's him. okay, man. We're gonna once we're out of these lower point levels and it gets into the gets gets into the big boy thirty K ballpark, then then people are gonna start to really fucking feel it from my list. Do you ever like I play two games at twenty five hundred I play two games at twenty five hundred points with this army and they fucking kill anything they touch. They're very, very effective in close combat, so <laughs> Combat move, they're 2,500. No, yeah, fuck this 1250 it, shit. <laughs> it's coming. Don't worry. I'll take two, on, two of you at once. Come on. <laughs> fuck yeah, dude. I'm glad that Escalation League's going good, man. I'm, I'm, I'm super super excited about mine. All you, like I know Trevor came over to like the other day to pick up some Emperor's Children stuff. He's working on his stuff. Uh, John Paul's working on his, his list, man. Just watching everybody in our local area, like all these people locally... We're like 40k is hot, right? Like everybody plays 40k, but this is like the first time we've ever like gotten people outside of TFL to like get in this escalation league. And dude, it's I'm it's gonna be popping. I'm super excited for this. Like I'm super, super, super excited for this. So anyway, so how about some voicemails, boys? How about some voicemails and some emails, boys? Let's hear it. I hope you take the edge off this panic that's starting to set in on my uh, time crunch. <laughs> so let us see where we're at on voicemails. Okay, so first things first, we got a email that came in. This comes from Powerful Ben Martin, and it's titled Industrial Accident 220,000 Volts. So I can only imagine somebody's going to be a little crispy at the end of this one. So it says... Hey, powerful RFI pod rockers. So here's my industrial accident story. I'll preface by saying that this is an attempted suicide story, so trigger warning. Thank you for that. So if you don't like that, go ahead and forward. Kurt Cobain. (laughs) 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 Says, so also, if I use any technical terms that make no sense, powerful Ryan should be able to explain what I'm talking about on it. Nice. Fuck. (laughs) We need I'll another, pull up Google. We need another IPL worker in here immediately. It says, I work for a state-run power company in the southern end of Australia. The company ran several remote unmanned power stations, some over 30-minute drive from the nearest town. Part of the job required people to go on call every fourth weekend. So in the event of the power station tripping, fire, etc., you'd be able to respond within an hour. On this particular weekend, we got a call. We got called to put to one of the power stations we got called we got called to put one of the power stations that had inexplicably shut down i guess to bring on is what i meant to say we were already on another call out so it was just an hour before we got there upon arrival we found the boom gate locked had the boom gate lock had been cut and the wire fence around the switch yard had also been cut however there was no car on site suggesting whomever had been there had already gone what was more disturbing to us was that there was a set of molten rubber footprints leading out of the yard. Oh. Uh-oh. 
Upon further inspection, we that the fire we found that the fire hose was running, a small few bits of clothing scattered around the yard, and a piece of rebar with both ends melted. But no body, just a rubber footprints walking out the yard. We called the police, told control that the power station wouldn't be back on anytime soon, and just stood there confused and shocked for the next hour. Turns out the guy had come in with the intent to kill himself. His first attempt was to use the fire hose and hit the top of the transformers with the water. Kind of like pissing on an electrical fence. Unfortunately, it doesn't work with fresh water coming out of a rubber hose. Uh, his second attempt went a little better. He got <laughs> Better or worse? Both. <laughs> he got a very long piece of rebar and used it to touch the live 220 volt kilovolt con- conductors. Normally, this would have totally obliterated the guy and we would have had to pick him up with a broom and shovel. However, luck was really, really not on this guy's side that day. Or was it? Who knows? When he held the when he held the up when he held it up to touch the live wires, the other end touched the ground. So he only got a fraction of the current, just enough to fry his internal organs, while the massive fireball and molten metal gave him third degree burns and wrecked his shoes. We found all this out because he drove himself to the hospital 45 minutes away. He died six months later of his injuries. Oh, my God. <laughs> Fuck. That's the worst way to kill Mission yourself. accomplished. But, <laughs> <laughs> but that's not all, boys. Oh, God. <laughs> While we were waiting for the police, the wife of the guy was with him, with, was with rang him, quite scared about something she'd just seen. She'd been at a petrol station getting fuel when a man stopped to fill his car up whom she described as looking like he'd been attacked by a bear and smelt like campfire. The guy had stopped on his way to the hospital to fill up his car with gas. And that's my industrial accident story. If you have some homes, some stories about crazy inbred hillbillies that live near where I grew up in Tasmania, let me know. Keep up the amazing work, guys, with extra love, Willow and Lucy, Team Cattle Dog, official dogs of 30K. Regards, Ben. Dang, dude, he shouted out to Willow and Lucy on the episode Ride's Not Here. (laughs) (laughs) Both are crazy dogs. This is what happens, Ryan. This is what happens. (laughs) I guess somebody just had better things to do this time. Poor Lucy's going to come up to Ryan and say, like, did they say anything about the the podcast today? (laughs) I don't don't know. Probably not. I don't know. Probably not. Probably not again, Lucy. Go back to bed. (laughs) Maybe next week. (laughs) Okay. So, that's so he just blasted the shit out of his internal organs, like left molten rubber footprints back to his truck, got in, drove to a gas station, and drove to the fucking hospital. Yeah, which is strange that he left like melted rubber footprints. Like, I don't, I, don't, I can't imagine that flip flops can stand up to 220,000 volts. Like, <laughs> he's, he's Australian, so I only assume that he's wearing thongs. <laughs> got his tongs on. <laughs> So, appreciate that, Ben. That's fucking crazy. Uh, That's wild. That's wild. So, got an actual Google voicemail. Let's find out. Hey, guys. Quick rule question for you. Uh, I might leave you a story at the very end if I run out, don't run out of time. Maybe. Um, let's say I'm playing Zormer Towers and I'm playing Alpha Legion. Okay, easy, please, you lemon squeezy. Now, of course, half your army gets deployed on the field, the other half gets in reserves, walk on the board, unless you've got terminators, one terminator, two strikes in, so on and so forth, yes. Now, with the Alpha Legion veteran units with the infiltrate, um, as immutable tactics, veteran tactics, that type of thing, 
after I put half my forces in, if I have nothing but, say, veteran troops left for my elite choices, can I infiltrate the rest of my army onto the Zone Mortalis board without having to walk them on turn two, turn three, so on and so forth? That's the question right there. As for the story, man, it's like 6 a.m., and I just dropped off a bunch of girls for middle school field trip. Man, I ain't processing with a diddly because they were so damn loud. I'm sorry. I'll call you back with the story next week. God bless you. God bless you. So on the infiltration thing, uh, you have to, like, unfortunately, Zone Mortalis works a little bit different. I believe you'd have to walk onto the board uh, regardless. Like, I think you can come in from any side you want, but you have to walk onto the board itself. Yeah, you notice that infiltrate don't infiltrate from reserves, so they don't count towards the portion of your army that has to be held in reserves 100 percent. so you'd come in from the from the doorways on the side of the wall so you can't just pop up on a on an objective so yeah. they, they could still outflank but i mean that all depends on how the board you're running on looks so if we're wrong ryan will connect this next episode so it's fair enough ryan yeah or scott <laughs> scott do you have any comment on that one Sounds good to me, man. That's toward you guys. I'm with you. We're all either right or we're all either wrong. We'll see. Yeah, and it's real a toss-up because I'm I'm agreeing with y'all, so. Who knows? Ryan will come in and shit all over us. Don't worry about it. It's like, all right, your first first key should have been Derek agreeing with you that you were all fucked up. (laughs) So, next voicemail. Okay, it's been like three minutes since I called in with my last message about the uh, Alpha Legion infiltrating. Um, I do remember a bear story uh, about 10 years ago. I was driving to the mountains of North Carolina, driving my 94 Jeep Cherokee. I missed that thing. And, uh, good God, it's probably like 4 a.m. in the morning, 5 a.m. in the morning. It's pitch black, just my lights on the road. It's one of those roads, there are no lights. You know, you're, you're back there. You might hear banjos pretty soon. So, you know, you got windows cracked down, radios blaring, going down, whatever, not caring the world, all of a sudden, slam! Like, what the fuck? So I slam on the brakes, see what the hell, did I hit a deer? Did I hit a homeless person? Did <laughs> I run over those hippies again? I don't know. Let's go find out. So I stopped my Jeep, in reverse, see something on the road, like, oh, God, I hit a goddamn person. I'm going to jail now. Maybe it's a fucking runner. Bunch of weirdos, health freaks. I don't know. Whatever. Get out. Look over. Way too drunk to this giant fur coat. Are you fucking kidding me? It's like 70, 80 degrees. What the wrong with this person? So I walk over. I hear a rumbling sound. I'm like, it's not a person. It rolls over. It's a motherfucking bear. Let me just tell you one thing. I have never run that fast in my life. I would have probably made my track coach proud how fast I sprinted to my Jeep jumped through the window, Dukes of Hazard style, because my door didn't open, so, you know, it's, I had Dukes of Hazard that shit. Fucking gunned it. I was gone, man. I luckily didn't have to change my pants, but I'm pretty sure I would have if I had actually not, you know, it was, it was bad. So, uh, yeah, that's my bear story. Um, I had to replace the front fender and uh, right headlight and a few other parts, but, yeah, fuck bears. <laughs> Damn, dude, I'm like, I'm curious now what kind of bear he hit. 
Like that's a I don't know why that's such a big concern to me, but it is. <laughs> I have to know. I mean, it seemed like that bear knew to play dead just for him to get close enough. <laughs> the bear baited him. The bear tried to like perform some insurance fraud. <laughs> so it's an intelligent bear. <laughs> bear hit his jeep with a rock and then laid on the side of the road. <laughs> that's fucking wild, man. Jeep Cherokee, dude, love him. I wanted. I, I really wanted to know what happened to all those ones that Jeep bought back for like nothing. It's like, did they all get compacted? What happened to them? I would have liked to buy one. Best neither here nor there. So next one comes up from oh. Aaron. He says, I wanted to thank you guys for doing an episode that covers Zomortalis. I'm new to this 30K. And this type of play is mainly the type of combat I like to focus on. To that, I was wondering if you'd send me the info that is contained in the third black book about Zomortalis. Oh, yeah. We already did that. All right. Took care of him. It says, thanks again for all your hard work, and hopefully we'll have occasion to talk while in Schaumburg next month. Aaron. Done, Aaron. Powerful Aaron. Enjoy your Zomortalis, boy. So this one comes from Joshua and good news. It says it's declassified. So I, since I read that, I knew that I could read it out loud. Statue of limitations is expired. (laughs) I know for sure it's not classified. I can tell that. Thanks for looking out, Joshua. Yeah. Hey, Ryan slash Michael. I tried to email the IFRS guys, but I think they get spammed out and never know if they get my emails. Please pass this on. couple pro tips not everyone may know or think about for Adepticon. <laughs> so this is like, it's so funny that they want us to talk about a podcast that's not even there anymore. Like they want, yeah. like, can you share this to you? Glad to know we're so, we, we were your second choice on this. <laughs> Try to get these tips to my favorite podcast. You think you guys can get it to them? <laughs> Just kidding. Just kidding, Josh. So it's one, I know the guys are going to try and pick up some stuff to take home. The pro tip for them is to ask the vendors if they can buy the example models. In my opinion, they may cube out their luggage due to being assembles, assembled, but you save a ton of time in assembly. Just ask to buy the assembled models and pick them up on Sunday. It's one last thing the vendors have to pack up, so they are usually all for it. So there's a fun one, and you can put it in your your hobby case. You don't got a full package you got to put together. Yeah, it's cool. I would not have thought to do that. Nobody would have. Only powerful Joshua. It says, two, eat here. And this is Kumba's Corner. It's super clue, close and crazy good. It's a heavy metal burger. Oh, yeah, we, we ate there. It's a heavy metal burger joint. They name a feature burger after something going out on Adepticon. Have a crazy good menu, good bar, and always have heavy metal playing and horror movies on their TVs. It's maybe five minutes away on the other side of the mall. They also have a military discount if anyone in your group is eligible. Uh, I can't recommend it enough. It's my favorite restaurant in Chicago. I've tried all the Chicago dine-ins, drive-in, diners, and dives. Locations off Food Networks, they were weak. And in a destination I try and hit up every time I go when I'm not overseas. So, yeah. Check them out. And fuck you, Guy Ferrari. So, Fieri. <laughs> so, no, but that place is super good. Have you ever eaten there, uh, Scott, that Kumas Corner? It's fucking dope. Nope, never have. We, uh, so for starters, let me explain how they do like their promotion. 
I can't remember if it was a secret weapon miniature table or if it was the battle phone table, but they, no, no, something for War Machine. What they did was they went to Kuma's Corner. They picked, because, like, Kuma, Kuma's Corner is also kind of known for their hot waitresses. They, like, have hot waitresses. It's not, like, Hooters right. hot. It's, like, Suicide Girl hot. It's kind of weird. Like, you know, they got hot okay. waitresses. Whatever. It's more my speed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Pretty nice. Anyway. Maybe got a few so, classes, felonies. I don't know. Enjoys a good Virginia slip from time to time. Tries to right. fight my mom. It's all right. <laughs> So, so anyway, uh, this was in uh, 2016, because if you remember, I missed 2017. But anyway, 2016 Adepticon, they have this girl from Kuma Corner, very attractive young lady, solid solid nine, going around passing out like War Machine tickets, like for War Machine, and she's also packing, passing out flyers for Kuma Corner. And I'm like, what is going on here? Like, what is happening? That's how they get you. And they, they totally, like, dude, like, and, like she knew her audience. She knew that she was, like, talking to a bunch of nerds. So if you show them any sort of, like, any sort of love, you know, they're, they're going to marry you. That's gonna- <laughs> oh, golly gee, what is this? <laughs> <laughs> Guys, she, she likes it's getting ta- kind of serious. <laughs> she likes tabletop and burgers. <laughs> Just saying, she stood close enough to me that I could smell her. So that basically be. <laughs> she said, uh, "She hopes that I can make it." So you can say it's getting kind of serious, boys. <laughs> <laughs> she said she'll see me there, so uh, you can kind of say I have a date tonight. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so super good place to eat. Super dope, dude. Uh, the burgers are kind of weak. I'm not gonna lie. I can't not say my thought on burgers. I'm a burger connoisseur, and I definitely, definitely know my burgers. And this is not a sponsored plug, by the way. This is not a sponsored plug. <laughs> I was not about the burgers. The chili was fucking dope, though. They have some great chili. The burgers were just like, you know, like, I don't know. It's kind of hard to to plug good burgers that don't season their meat. Throws my mind off why you can't you can't throw a little seasoning in that ground pat, that ground beef patty, and. uh that's one thing I didn't like about Kuma's Corner was they didn't season the beef, and I'm just—it's just like eating a big old block of meat. Like that's not—it's not how I live life. Gotta I mean, I've—I've I've had my moments, but yeah, <laughs> that's what got you sick, Derek. <laughs> so, anyway, but they're chili, dude. Chili's on point. If you're going to Kuma, like if you're going to Adepticon, you're gonna try and find us, and we're going to Kuma's Corner. Get that fucking chili. It's so fucking good. Snacks. Anyway. Third, the cool mini or not blind bag auctions are really good. Don't know if they'll do them again, but you can usually get them to wink and nod. If it's a oh, but you can usually get them to wink and nod. If it's a good day to bid on a bag based on if it's may contain what you're interested in. A good idea if they are interested in starting or collecting Dark Age, which I think would make Cool alternate models for Necromunder or sweet NPCs. Actually, Ryan plays the shit out of Dark Age, so this is probably good for him. I don't know what the Cool Mini or Not blind bag auctions are, but I mean, he's telling us if we want any Cool Mini or Not miniatures to hop in there and do it. So, I don't know. Maybe they'll throw some like hate shit in there. That's the Cool Mini oh, or Not, right? Dope. Yeah. Yeah. So, next thing he says is also try and find somebody in Australia with an Armed Forces Postal Office address. I'm pretty sure Michael would have one. Uh, maybe someone who works at an embassy or an exchange officer on one of the bases. 
B-L-U-F, we can mail stuff there for the standard flat rate. It fits, it ships cost. If it fits, it ships cost. So my mail, eBay, whatever, makes it all the way from the U.S. at normal cost. I know Darwin is not close to Brisbane, but it may be more economical to remail transship from there. I bring this up because there are some Marines there, and maybe they have a listener who games with Marines who can hook it up. I'm sure they do. If their podcast still exists. Oh, and this email will be unclassified as well. The government email at work adds that automatically, but I will delete my SIG block, LOL. Oh, and the Imperial Fist episode was good, but you left out the fact Dorn slayed Alpharius. Dorn was cold-blooded. wasn't some bullshit demon helping him do it. Dorn took his best shot and then murdered him like a boss. <laughs> nice. Jesus, spoiler alert. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> What happened to Alpharius? <laughs> <laughs> so, cool, man, dude. All of those are some solid, solid advice. Uh, I'm actually looking forward to this year. I, I don't have a, um, I don't have a, a name yet, but I, being an IT director at my company, I have a rep that works for a company called CDW, and my CDW rep lives in Chicago and I told him I'm looking forward to eating Giordano's pizza again because we had it Giordano's spent a ridiculous amount of money but had some dope ass pizza uh but he told me that he knows of a restaurant that shits all over Giordano's and but it's like a it's like a hidden like hidden away pizza restaurant it's a well-kept secret it's a well-kept secret that he's gonna sneak us into or he's gonna get us to non-locals so I'm I'm super looking forward to that. And then once once I eat there and I confirm that it is this super secret dive bar restaurant, I will uh confirm it on the podcast and we'll uh we'll share it with all of you. So But anyway, that's all all things to eat. So next thing up comes from Richard. Richard says Facebook group call out. Powerful Radio for East Devon host, I am writing to ask for some help. One of my goals for this year was to grow the heresy scene in Chicago. It's a big place, lots of gamers, but the local Facebook group is pretty dead. And I don't see very many games happening or dudes looking for dudes posts. And I'm hoping that if the Premier 30K podcast... Thank you. Thank you, Richard. Oh, uh, oh goodness. I have the vapors. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, let me finish this sentence, actually. The premier 30K podcast in the world were to give a quick shout out. Did you hear that, Tim? Did you hear that? (laughs) Down there, fucking take that kangaroo dick out of your ears and listen to that. (laughs) I might garner some new, more members and interest. The group I'm aptly named Chicago Land Horus Heresy. I am hoping to get an event run in the area, and this would be the number one place to advertise such as well. As a Patreon supporter, I'm more than aware that the payments for services rendered is an industrial accident story. You goddamn right. Good on you. While I've worked in chemical plants my entire career, I don't have any really serious or bizarre ones having to do with that. The one I will present involves a coworker, Tim, who did roofing on the side. He was out one quiet Sunday morning finishing a job while his client was at church. Tim had brought his 13-year-old son along, but was just doing some last-minute stuff. As he climbed off the ladder, he jumped down backwards, and when he did so, he did not identify that there was fiberglass 
clothesline pole behind him. His jump impaled him on one of the lower hooks right in the meat muscle in his rear of his leg, causing him to flip upside down. As he's hanging upside down in pain, he thinks about the way out and decides cutting the hook off the pole is the best method. He has his son bring the battery-powered ripsaw over and ask him to cut off the hook. At this point, his son is pretty shaking, shaken and shaking, and his son tried to cut the hook off, and he manages to miss and cut into Tim's leg just a few inches away from the puncture wound. <laughs> At this point, Tim manages to take the saw, lift himself clear enough with his other hand, and allow him to cut himself free. To make matters worse, this was way before cell phone times, so Tim wraps the wound and drives his manual transmission truck <laughs> to the emergency room. Other than the PTSD, both parties were fine afterwards. Thanks again, and huge thanks for all you do for the community. Dan. Look before you leap, folks. Dude, what a disappointing moment for a dad, though. <laughs> Look, son, go grab the salsa and cut this hook off. I don't know, dad. I don't know. Do I cut it here? God, you fucking... Oh, you little... Just give it to me. <laughs> like, that that lifting himself up on the hook was just solely dad anger. That's all that was. Like, it was just pissed off dad. It was, I'm going to beat your ass with a belt for cutting me when this is all said and done. <laughs> like... <laughs> oh, that fucking sucks. That sucks. I mean, not as bad as it could have been. Yeah, no, I mean, it was pretty bad, though. I don't know. But I think that's it. I think that's all we have. I think that's going to be it for voicemail stories. We don't have any list. We don't have anything like that. I mean, this is a short episode. I mean, you knew it was happening, boys. You knew it was happening. Light and right, anything man. Else? Hey, little, little, little shorty, nothing wrong with that. <laughs> they don't all have to be great big long ones. Yeah, these work just as fine. I mean, these just these get in your ears just as well as the long ones, and you know they do the job. Yeah. Do we have anything to uh, shout out? No, no. We I don't. Know, uh, what next week we're supposed to be doing uh, Blood Angels? Oh yeah, ne- yeah. Next week is the Blood Angels episode. So if you have any questions about Blood Angels, or you have any questions about playing Blood Angels, shoot us a message. Michael at warmer thirty k dot com, Ryan at warmer thirty k dot com, Derek at warmer thirty k dot com, or Scott at warmer thirty k dot com. We'll get those answered for you. I do want to let you know that Ryan did tell us to let you guys know that if you submitted a list, he did email it to you. There's one list that's missing that he got today. He said he will get to it. On Monday, we'll get that taken care of. Um, but yeah, if you guys want to leave us a voicemail or you want to give us a call, 209-RFI-30K0 is our voicemail. You can also email us, you know, michaelwarmer30k.com, an MP4 file or WAV file or whatever, and we'll play that voicemail on air if you don't want to do the international tolls or anything like that for calling us. Um, as well... If you really like our podcast, uh, you can support us on Patreon, Radio Freest Van. We are on Patreon. Uh, I mean, really, any donation gets you into the RFI Crusader Host, which is a Facebook group and live chat that goes on 24 hours a day. People pass on lists. People submit everything back and forth amongst each other. It's always talking. You can see cool events and things like that going on around the world. Uh, it's a cool community that we've built up. Um so pretty cool there. Uh, lastly, if you are an audiobook listener, uh, we do have a 
Uh, we do work with Audible. If you go to rfibook.com, you can get a 30-day free trial of Audible from RFI. We'll give that to you. You get a free book, 30-day free trial, and just so you know, they have all of the Black Library audiobooks on there. I think it takes them about a week to get the, the books once a new release comes out. Uh, but you can go get you a free book and start knocking that out and start judging it like Scott does. So... <laughs> so... Anyway, that's going to be all we have for this episode. Uh, like I said, if you have some Blood Angels questions, get them sent in, and we'll be good to go from there. guess we can go cut to some music, huh? Yeah. <laughs> all right, guys. Y'all have a good one. Bye. he was born the only things he got from growing up were the will to fight and hatred there was never anyone to love him no one that's why I wanted to save him I thought I could <laughs>